There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Setback by Madison for Sol! Spurs silence the place! And Madison can drive, and Sol is in! Welcome, guys, to another edition of the Spurred On podcast and it's interview time. I've got with me the wonderful James Black, a.k.a. the voice of Spurs. James, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad you're back, mate. Spurred On podcast. I'm glad it's back, brother. Excellent plug. I'll clip that up for the socials. Um, <laughs> James, uh, all the all the joy around your reworking of uh, Angels by Robbie Williams and Robbie singing it himself. Give us a little kind of a little start on how that's been. The last month must have been mad for you. Yeah, it's been crazy. I mean, uh, it was, um, where was I? I was sat in a pub when I found out about it, so I couldn't really kind of take it all in. I had a few drinks. Uh, didn't seem real. Uh, and then, but the pinnacle of it for me has been the Spurs fans singing it in the stadium. That Those moments, I just, I can't compute into words because they're both, the times I've heard it, have come from after 96 or 110 minute winners. Do you know what I mean? Which I'm already elated. Yeah, and then the song starts. Oh, it's crazy! Oh, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I've been at the stadium. I was there for the uh, Liverpool win, and I was I was belting it out myself. And I've known you for a few years, so I've known all about it. But why don't you tell the listeners and the viewers how you came about to be singing at the stadium, and therefore also taking on the kind of voice of Spurs and and making those lyrics and stuff? Uh, so I started in 2019, the Champions League um, year. And it was, it, I'll tell you, it was time really well. I started doing the lyrics for that Champions League final song, the Ole Ole one. Oh, great. And yes. the club sort of took it on. And then um, off, off the back of that, I started doing more regular gigs at the stadium because it was behind what I was doing. And I, it's, it's growing. When I first started doing it, it was only about sort of six people sort of sat there oh, listening, yeah. to listening and stuff. I think one of them was me. Yeah, one of them was you. <laughs> but the, the thing is, 
I'm only I'm true Tottenham. I'm Tottenham over music. So I think that comes through, and people sort of really, really see that. Um, I don't really care too much about the music side. I only care about Spurs. So I think when that marries to it with each other, and people are seeing that sort of um, how genuine it is has helped it grow. Really. Yeah, completely. And I mean, selfishly, I am kind of starting this back up now because I feel like we're on the crest of a wave again, and it's enjoyable <laughs> to watch. But tell uh, tell everyone about your kind of true Tottenhamness and and what led you to sporting Spurs at the, uh, in the first place. Um, Gascoigne. Yeah, it I was, uh, not, uh, yeah, I even wore Brute because he'd done a Brute commercial. Do you know what I mean? It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was him that brought me in, 1989, um, just because I just loved his character. And then um, uh, it was the 91 final where I was just completely hooked. And off the back of that, I've, I've, it's been everything. I've been, been an obsession of mine. Having Gazza and Lineker, obviously the Italian 90 at the same sort of roughly era sort of pushed the whole thing for me and yeah. embedded it in my brain forever and I can't do nothing about it. Yeah, we're completely <laughs> showing our age here, but um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, exact, I'm exactly the same. My actual first memory of any football match was the 87 Cup final. I think my stepdad at that point had already bought me a Lecoq Sportif Spurs kind of away shirt and I was taken by it and we lost that game. But then my main kind of, my main big first start in football was the 90 World Cup and my my mum and my stepdad would buy like loads of chocolate for all the night matches. And we watched wow, it. Wow, so. that sounds well cool. That yeah. is identical. So I remember the 87 final, I was, I was actually a Spurs supporter. Yeah. And that was the first game. And then the old Gary Mabbott's knee, wasn't it? Did you know, I, I met Gary Mabbott and he says, Coventry have a fanzine called Gary Mabbott's knee. He told us that. They haven't done anything since apart from like Mustafa Hadji and Robbie Keane for yeah. a little bit. So, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're exactly. grabbing onto that one and, and rightly so. Rightly so. I, yeah. I should also say after the 91 Cup final or on, on the Cup the cup run and the semi-final free kick, I spent the majority of my childhood in the bush behind the goal in my garden, picking out the ball from where I've tried to recreate Gaza's free kick. <laughs> That's amazing. I was doing, um, I did a uh, podcast, but for, you were on it as well when you are Chris Cowling one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they asked me what was my favourite um, uh, Spurs North London derby goal. And um, I said Gaza's free kick. And I was on a podcast with Kevin Campbell and he said, you bugger, I was I was in the wall for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think arguably arguably what Kevin Campbell's best known for as well. Although his uh he did well at he did well at Everton afterwards. Do you know what? Do you know what that's just made me think about um there's a lesser remembered Gaza goal in a North London derby, I think from like 88, 89, because I had it on a goals galore VHS where he scored against them with one boot on. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. So and his sock was hanging out from the front when it's hanging his, out. Yes. His sock was hanging out. Anyone who's a, a bit of a younger vintage, go and check on YouTube because it's an unbelievable goal. And then he kicks the advertising hoarding. That must have been such that must have been such a time to kind of be kind of, I don't know, a teenager in your twenties watching Gaza in his absolute pomp at Spurs before he did his first knee injury. He was unbelievable, wasn't it? And he actually scores with the actual without the boot on. It's yeah. that foot that scores as well. Yeah, I remember that. And yeah. I Oh, yeah, I was obsessed with him. I, I remember getting a shell suit because I saw a shell suit he'd advertise or something. I was, had, I was dressed we like We definitely had the same shell suit. <laughs> <laughs> there, was a, there was a period, I, because I saw that Gascoigne documentary and it kind of documents it well, but where basically he just he just rinsed it, didn't he? He was on the back of everything. Yeah. And yeah, and then there was um, Fog on the Tyne with Lindisfarne. Do you remember that song? Yes, I do. Yeah, that was. Um, didn't he do like? Didn't Hoddle and Waddle do something as well? They did Remember Diamond. The they did George Diamond Lights. The they, 
They did Diamond Lights, Hoddle and Waddle back in like 87 or 86 or something. But yeah, Fog on the Time with Lindisfarne. Anyway, I want to get into, um, I want to keep these interviews nice and sweet. And I I, I feel like some of these uh, interviews and on on club channels can go on a little bit. So I like I want to keep yeah. them exciting and short. So t- talk to me about how you're feeling now under Big Ange, most importantly. Like I said, it feels to me like a crest of a wave. I've had the um, piss ripped out of me after going on Cowlin's podcast because I said I felt like Potentially, even after eight games, I feel like Ange could be our best manager since Bill Nick. But what do you well, think? Um, well, there's something really magical happening, isn't it? And I felt it at the first home game. That was the loudest the crowd have ever been at the at the gig I was playing at the stadium. So loud that we had to turn the monitors up because we couldn't hear and we was like feeding back and everything because the crowd was so joyful and loud and happy. And they'd only seen a two-all draw with Brentford. So... <laughs> It shows it's the manner of what we're playing that we've been starved on for so long mm. that is just going to carry him. And let's be honest, I'll touch wood, but there'll, there'll be some wobbles. I mean, there's going to be some, like, some bumps for the, the, the to come. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. But I think the Spurs fans now will just absolutely stick with him, and he's and he's fixed a broken club in eight games in less. So yeah, yeah something massive here. It's really yeah. really big. So I, I I don't think like he's now the best manager since Bill Nick. But what I mean is there's something about him. Not only you're exactly right, the way that we're playing, how it's such a far cry from the the dross that we've had to watch. It's kind of a it's kind of a perfect storm in a lot of ways. But also what I love about him is just the way he talks clearly to players, but also to the press and to the fans. He's just a normal bloke. And there's something about the fact that he has, I think, strived all his life to get to this point, which means he's, he's built up the experience and he's not entitled. And he, I think he's really ecstatic to be here. And I could definitely, I just think it's like I said, the perfect storm. It's so exciting. He's a fantastic Netflix documentary waiting to happen, isn't he? He's got absolutely everything, the feel-good story. But I was talking to somebody from um, Sky Sports, and they told me how they just all get so excited when it's one of his presses, and they used to hate them. And now they all look forward to it because they know they're going to get good value, but intelligent value as well. It's not just he's trying to make people laugh and be fun. Yeah, he's got such an incredible football brain, and it's all encompassing and all together. Yeah, I, I think it's something massive. I don't know about the whole up until Bill Nick yet, but um, he's going to be someone very, very important in our history. I'll, I'll put that down. I think I he's going to so. be. Well, he's he'll be coming up against like Pochettino, obviously, and I and a lot of kind of older uh, Spurs fans have a big love for Keith Birkinshaw, who walked out on the club saying they they used to be a football club in that place. That's um, it. 
but I think what people think, what people think, I, I love Pochettino and I'll be totally honest. I wanted him to come back in, in the summer. I thought that was a no brainer. And I do think it's incredibly yeah. brave of Daniel Levy not to appoint him because I think he wanted it based on his Instagram, which was for about three months, just him playing golf with Ozzy Ardiles and all the old Spurs legends. <laughs> um, yeah. But I love him as well. I think he's brilliant. What he's done for this club, Pochettino is incredible. Should I ask then how you feel? How are you going to feel when he comes back? Um, as in when he in two games, three games time? Yeah, he'll get a, a, a bad reaction. I don't know. I'll tell you why. Because I mean, there's a lot of people when when that first did that song, the Pochettino is deadline. Mm. Um, that comes about through um, um, when he said Chelsea are the biggest club. Now there's there's a difference between him leaving and going to Man United and saying things like that even and going to Chelsea and understanding he was he was manager for Battle of the Bridge and understanding what we would feel to that and still saying it and still doing it mm. there's a difference there for me that sort of breaks the thing of it I mean I'll always remember the what he did for this club and those incredible moments he gave me as a fan and when I say Pochettino's dead I just mean quite in a fun way are you dead to me as in of like course. your ex-girlfriend going with a new man that's how it comes um, across as well, I think. I don't think it I, I think everybody knows that's kind of the yeah the tongue in cheek side of it. I think the the issue I'm just gonna play devil's advocate a bit. I, I also agree though, I do think there is something a little bit kind of fractured as a result of that, but I also can totally imagine how he feels there's pressure from at least the corner of the Chelsea fan base about him being an ex Spurs manager. And it's very much yeah. the first time it's gone that way rather than us having one of their old managers. So he yeah. probably felt in that moment, well, I better say something to try and, you know, yeah, myself to them. Yeah, playing devil's advocate, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, but it's just something that it would be Chelsea and Arsenal. They're kind of the only two I can't forgive in, yeah. in terms of football, to be honest with you. I, I, I dislike them, obviously, Arsenal more, but you know, they're, they're pretty close. Yeah, they are these days. They are these days. I think, um, I, think I said it maybe on Chris's podcast, but... If we can get two wins in the next two games and then go to that Chelsea game at home, top of the league, oh. I mean, I think that I think the atmosphere there would outdo anything else if we turned them over to stay kind of top of the league. That would be pretty immense. That would be insane, yeah. And I and I hope the fans sing to the Chelsea manager about it. Um, that that would be. <laughs> I'm, sure <laughs> really... would. I'm sure they would. Um, so, um, speaking of which, then, so how realistically then, you know, take off your. Uh, Barnaby Slater, I think we've got the best manager of all time hat. What can we do? Let's start with this season under Big Ange. What 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 are your realistic takes? Um, at the start of the season, it was a precursor for next season, and let's just get European football in some shape or form. Yeah. Now we've started like that. I think I can see top four, um, and that would be what I would take roughly. Now it sounds crazy, but as a minimum, now it's top four. Mm. Um, but. And I know a lot of people ask this. It's quite um, um, quite a lot of people. It's quite a, quite a lot of people saying this question. But I would take FA Cup over top four because yeah. I just need to lift something now. I just need yeah. this, this this team to lift something. So oh, I'm thinking top four, but I'd love the FA Cup over that. Well, let's be greedy. Let's say FA Cup and top four. The thing for yeah. me is, I would I would love you know, God, I'm desperate to us to win the FA Cup, but just get us to a final as well. 1991 is the last time we went to the cup final. I was at that semi-final where we lost to Portsmouth were you at that one my god that was unbearable yeah Michael yes, Dawson so, OG I think yeah horrible that yeah I don't remember that it was in David James goal wasn't it for them David, yeah probably yeah, yeah I think he was uh, I've yeah met, I've met David James he's an interesting dude 
yeah. He's he's a really he, nice guy, but mad as frogs. He is. He's got sort of a fantastic art collection or something now. He's yeah, and, and yeah, and he paints a lot as well. And I I was doing a shoot at a, a rival London club that shall rename nameless, and uh, he brought yeah. along his. Uh, he collects action men and he brought along his action man oh. from 19 like 68 and it had the training top like a 1960s training top of the club um, oh, wow. and it was complete and and then and then at the end of the shoot he was lying on the astroturf taking instagram videos of his action man in front of the goal <laughs> <laughs> and i was like what? uh jmo you can go now if you want mate he's like i'm just just gonna keep doing this for a while if that's all right i was like yeah no problem no <laughs> the sunset background and all the cricket noise is coming yeah in just... <laughs> completely well look james thank you so much for coming on tell uh the listeners and viewers although you've got many more than me anyway but tell them where they can find you the voice of spurs and uh where i think more importantly if you're going to the ground where the gigs are so they all move around so it's they, that if you follow the socials all the voice voice of spurs for facebook twitter instagram tiktok youtube so all the voice of spurs and i'll generally i'll put up that week where i'm playing uh, next game I've just been told is going to be uh, I'm playing at White Hart Bar for the Fulham game uh, pre and post. But yeah, there, man. Yeah, I've enjoyed it, mate. It's great to have you back on. Top man. <laughs> well, I'll have you on again somewhere in the middle of the season. We can th- see how our uh, predictions are going. Yeah, no worries, mate. Brilliant. Top man. All right, James. I'll see you soon. Everybody, Take care. come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs>